0: Log Talk Radio.
1: This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldia.
0: All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia, and um, we're at it again. Uh, still in Romania, uh, the weather finally broke this afternoon and we had a pretty decent thunderstorm with the requisite rains uh, and then uh, uh, the power started going on and off in our apartment. So uh, never mind the no AC, now with the power going on and off, off uh, no interwebs. So uh, I'm actually in uh, the only hotel in the area that runs off generators. It's out in the woods. In the middle of nowhere, they're set to have pretty good internet. So, uh, fingers crossed, uh, we'll be able to get through this hour. Today is July the 20th, the year of our Lord, 2023. For those of you that are keeping track and wondering whether this is a recorded broadcast or not, indeed it is. Uh, It's already 6 in the p.m. here in Romania, which makes it 10 a.m. Central Time in the U.S., Uh, and... um, things are happening as they always are every week now. Uh, The U.S. Congress and Senate and pretty much the entire administration seems to be a clown show uh, with no shortage of clowns. Uh, We discussed at length, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, the fact that the Federal Bureau of the Eye would not make any arrests uh, with the aforementioned cocaine that was found in the White House. And there you go, American prophetic at its best. Uh, they're finding more um, accoutrement, apparently. They're finding more drugs. Uh, and still, they can't pin the tail on the donkey, even though nobody is blindfolded, uh, which is uh, interesting to see. Um, I've been in Romania long enough now. Uh, It's been almost two weeks where uh, I've gotten the lay of the land pretty well. I've seen what I needed to see. And uh, it's not just Romania. It's pretty much all of Europe. I I think the wise people among them are preparing for very very difficult times. I think famine is a certainty, especially now with uh, the Russians bombing uh, certain places that are known for the... transporting of uh, wheat and such, as well as threatening to uh, detain any ships. Uh, If you control fuel and if you control food, then the only thing you need to do is uh, wait your enemies out. Eventually they will fold. Uh, I think that uh, the Ukrainians are making demands that the West is starting to... um, not embrace as wholeheartedly uh, as, as they did the other things, because uh, they really want into NATO, NATO doesn't want to let them in, uh, because the Ukrainian people don't yet understand they are being used. They are a straw man, they are a tool that the West is using against the Russians, and when they're no longer expedient, or when... They start making too many demands, I think, is when uh, the West washes its hands of all of this, when the West says no mas, Uh, and uh, I I will feel very sad for the Ukrainian people when that happens. Uh, The other day, I took a trip with my brother-in-law to a place called uh, Radovutsk, And on our way back, we came via Siret, which is the last town in Romania before the Ukrainian border. It was a Saturday, and uh, there were at least 200 semi-trucks that were parked on the side of the road because apparently uh, customs and the border patrol don't work on Saturdays and Sundays, uh, and, and they wouldn't let anyone through. And there was just endless amounts of trucks i'm assuming it was aid and other things that were going into ukraine so the aid is still flowing but it's uh from uh nonprofits, from non-governmental entities because uh the one thing that governments are sending are weapons apparently uh we we really want them to use as many weapons as possible uh what was it last week or this week was it this week yeah, it was uh, six days ago, so technically, still this week, uh, the cluster bombs uh, arrived in Ukraine. Now, in case you don't know what the cluster bombs are, uh, cluster bombs, or cluster munitions as they're known, are prohibited in over 100 nations. Uh, they're they're nasty little things that the human race was able to come up with all on its own, uh, and we decided to arm Ukraine with that. On the other hand, uh, Vladimir Putin, Uh, warns of reciprocal use of cluster bombs in Ukraine after uh, we sent these munitions to Kiev. So uh, who do you think is going to be hurting? Who do you think will be mostly impacted by uh, the use and reciprocal use of these cluster bombs? It's not going to be this administration. It's not going to be any NATO nation. It'll be the people, the average Joes, those that are still trying to survive in uh, a place that's becoming uh, less and less survivable. Uh, We've we've been hearing horror stories, and they are. They are horror stories. Uh, You can't imagine what some of these people have gone through, are going through. And those that could afford to leave have already left. Be certain of this. Those that had money, those that had resources, those that could get up and go, got up and went. And so it's the poor, the impoverished, the the middle class and below that were left behind to pick up the pieces and uh, do what they can to survive. Uh, I I was having a conversation with my uh, middle brother, Sergio. We've been spending a little time together because we haven't seen each other in seven years. Uh, His uh, uh, oldest is uh, going uh, for his tests to enter medical college in Cluj, uh, this week. Uh, and so his daughter, which is, uh, the youngest, uh, is about to go off to college as well. So he's going to be an empty nester, uh, at, uh, the, the, the ripe old age of what he's 45. Ridiculous. I'm 48 and I've got a nine year old and a five year old. So by the time my kids go off to college, uh, I guess I'll be trying on diapers. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe not. Uh, maybe I'll be as young and sprite and uh, vociferous as uh, old uh, Mr. Robinette Biden. I'll be able to string two sentences together and uh, make them an entire paragraph. So we'll see. But I was talking to him and he goes, uh, the way the Europeans uh, look. – all right. Again, I know because – Mr. Graham, gentle Lindsey Graham, told us that, that we're supposed to go to the ends of the earth for uh, Senor Zelensky and Ukraine. And uh, I've made my position known repeatedly. I'm going to make it known again. There are no good guys in this situation. There's going to be a lot of hurting people. The average citizen uh, is going to get the short end of the stick as it always does. Uh, <laughs> I was talking to my brother, Serge, and he goes, Right now, uh, NATO and the European Union are looking at Zelensky as uh, a a young boy with Down syndrome that they adopted out of the goodness of their heart. And once that young boy was adopted, they realized that he has a mean streak a mile wide. Uh, They they thought they were getting a a lovable boy that they could care for and raise and direct whichever way they, they see fit. And they realized uh, he's set in fires and is a very, very young, angry young boy. Uh, and, and that's as close to a perfect explanation as I could come up with, uh, because they're, they're realizing that the leadership of Ukraine, at least, won't be content uh, with anything other than a victory, a victory which is impossible. Let's just get that out there. Unless uh, World War Three is started. Unless we decide to actually declare war on Russia and attempt to overthrow Putin, uh, Ukraine can't win. Right now, uh, if if uh, we were to see this as a game of chess, uh, eh, the the Russians are maybe five moves from checkmate, uh, from from checkmating the Ukraine, because with every move they make, more and more European nations and Others are beginning to distance themselves from Ukraine because they realize uh, it will affect their citizenry. It will affect their people, and, and it's not just uh jibber jabber anymore. It's it's not just bloviating It's not just uh, Lindsey Graham trying to look masculine by putting on a vest. You know, uh, it's 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 about their people not having food. It's about their people not having heat. It's about their people not having oil, and uh, Um, they're reassessing the situation. So at some point, we discussed it last week, I'm going to repeat myself because I think it's only a matter of time, there's been news reports this week that I saw where uh, it it wasn't Zelensky himself, but apparently his parents uh, bought a nice little $6 million cottage somewhere in Israel. So uh, it's, it's beginning to turn. If you started publishing news articles about this guy's parents uh, buying $6 million worth of real estate in Israel, it's only a matter of time before his inner circle gets targeted. And uh, the things that they purchased uh, will be made, uh, well, will be brought to light. Let's put it that way. Uh, There's no keeping secrets of this magnitude. We're not talking a couple of hundred bucks. We're talking billions and billions of dollars. By the time this whole thing is over, if you take the population of Ukraine and divide it by the amount of dollars that were sent, whether in aid, in actual cash, or in armaments, every Ukrainian could have walked away for it with like a quarter million dollars or something cash. Uh, not a bad gig if you can get it. But the Ukrainian people aren't getting any of it. It's the upper echelons, and somehow... It's making at least part of it. Everyone's getting their cut, including the big guy. The big guy's getting his cut, too. Because let's face it, you don't push for war this hard without having some sort of vested interest. And I understand, well, it's for global peace. It's not. These people don't want global peace. Because if there is any semblance of global peace, then uh, the train wreck that is the global economy will come to light and will become the focus. Right now, they're doing their best to keep the focus focus off of what is happening internally in every country. Because whether it's Germany or Italy or France or the U.S., uh, the average citizen is being bludgeoned with the food prices, with the gas prices, with heating costs, and everything else. I'm having discussions with people where they're they're like, my electric bill is more than I make in a month. There's no budgeting for food or anything else. They're going to come and shut off the power if I don't pay my electric bill. And it's more than I make in a month. Thankfully, my wife works. And so with her money, the people are able to survive, but not for much longer. They've depleted their savings. They've reached out and borrowed money from everyone they knew. And now everyone is, is on this uh, you know, hope bandwagon where oh it'll turn around any moment. It's not. There's no way to turn this global economy around. There is no way without a lot of suffering and a lot of heartache and a lot of pain. Uh, I I put a video up on Rumble. Uh, I I went and I visited my uh, home village last week. Was it last week? This week, Sunday. See, time, it's inconsequential in a place like this. The days just come and go. You're hoping you don't melt. Uh, and uh, if you do, uh, you, you hope that you don't melt all the way. It's, it's been a brutal summer here, as I hear it has been uh, throughout most of the U.S. Uh, it's hot. E- even now, after a nice cold rain, uh, it's still 81 degrees. Not, not European degrees, but U.S. degrees. That's still hot for 6 p.m. Uh, after rain. So, and it's humid. You walk outside and you feel like you're in Florida without the palm trees. And they have these giant mosquitoes that that apparently the only thing they really like is uh, your inner arm, you know, where where you bend your elbow, that place. And your ankles. Oh, and they bite. My wife wanted to go visit one of her uh, former clients yesterday. She designed her home. Uh, Beautiful place. But we made the mistake of sitting outside because uh, she has four cats unlike my brother who has one and uh, I don't know if I told you but I discovered I'm allergic to cats now. I I went to my brother's house for 45 minutes uh, to have some crepes and some fellowship. The fellowship was good. The crepes were great but I left with uh, big puffy red itchy eyes and uh, little mottled things all over my skin. Never happened before but this lady had four cats. I'm like, I'm not going into your house. If if my wife is okay with me waiting in the car uh, like uh, I was driving Miss Daisy, sure, I'll do that. But my wife said, no, we can sit outside. And so, you know, being the, the, the magnanimous husband that I am, I said, sure, let's sit outside. Well, I spent half the night scratching myself bloody uh, because my ankles look as though... Uh, I got shot at by a a school's worth of BB pellets. It's horrible. These mosquitoes are big. And some of them don't even make noise because I killed a few. You know, you you take a few out with you. It it is what it is. But I didn't kill enough to make a difference because, boy, oh, boy. Uh, And no, before anyone uh, gives the advice, they don't have the repellent that you put on your body. They have some stuff that you light on fire. But I think if you're... Breathe that in. Your life expectancy is like six weeks or something because it's rancid and I didn't see the benefit of it because the mosquitoes still made their way. They just die after biting you. So, you know, you get a little revenge, but that's all you get. (laughs) Anyway, back to the cluster bombs, you know, important thing. Uh, We're going to be recording another program today because Saturday we're starting our trek back. And I really don't know when I'll be able to record, when I'll have a good Wi-Fi. So might as well do that. And if anything happens in the meantime, uh, I'll just uh, film a video and post it. So those of you that know our Rumble account uh, and have been going there, uh, you'll, you'll see if anything happens. Yeah, but I'm sure that you don't need me to tell you if a mushroom cloud appears on the horizon. I think that'll be self-explanatory. Uh, the powers that be want war and uh, they keep pushing and pushing. And thankfully, because, hey, me, my kids and my wife and the rest of my extended family, other than my little brother, Daniel, uh, who's in the States right now, we're all here. So uh, if uh, if this thing goes sideways, it's, it's going to be a stretch to get everybody out. But thankfully, the, the Russians are showing restraint. I know that's not a sentence anybody ever thought they would hear. Or anyone thought they would contemplate, but the Russians are showing restraint because the West keeps pushing and pushing Cluster bombs are nothing to scoff at. Look, understand a hundred and a hundred nations thought these weapons so offensive and so brutal that they 've been banned so other than the obvious, one thing that we must contend with, and by we I mean Americans, because I'm an American, uh, my Romanian passport expired, and so I am technically all-American right now. All I got is the blue one. Uh, I went in to try to get my Romanian uh, passport renewed, and uh, there were like, I don't know, 60 people there from all over Europe that came on their summer vacation that had the same idea. And uh, I, I waited in the heat, and apparently, uh, deodorant is uh, in short supply, or people don't believe in it. Because I've known a few people, I will not put those chemicals in my underarms. This is how you lose the the toxicity. You lose the toxins by not using deodorant. Yeah, but you also kill your fellow man with your odor. So there's that. Uh, yeah, at least half of those people didn't like deodorant. It, it, one room, sixty people, everyone sweating, no AC. Uh, And uh, I I waited. I was I was a soldier. I uh, breathed through my mouth. I did not want to imagine uh, when the last time some of those people saw running water was. Uh, And I got to the head of the line. I'm like, hey, hi, hello. I'd like to renew my Romanian passport. Why? No clue. Just thought I would. And she looks at me and she goes maybe one month, maybe two months. I'm like, thank you, and have a good day. And I walked out, because we're leaving in a couple of days. So there's that. Uh, what was I saying? It's, it's been one of those just interesting weeks where you're looking at the world and the agenda certain people have, and you realize how close we are to something truly horrible happening on this planet. Uh, what I wanted to say is that with our sending of cluster bombs to the Ukraine, any semblance or iota of moral high ground we may have had has disappeared i don 't think we had any anyway, but if we did if we if we kept standing on the hill and beating our chest saying uh we we are the moral arbiters that 's done so we 're going to get into a couple of those accounts um uh, Because there's only so much you can push a nuclear power before they react. Right now, it's still chess to them. Right now, uh, as long as they can control food and oil, they think they'll win in the long run. Uh, The guy that was uh, in charge of the Wagner group wanted just bloodshed and death. And the U.S. is like we give you billions please take putin out not realizing that someone worse may replace him overnight someone who doesn't care about appeasing the west someone who doesn't care how many people die uh but that's that's not a concern they, they need progress because right now this thing is getting stale it, it doesn't have the same uh, gravitas it doesn't have the same weight as it did when it first started remember when everyone and their mother was tattooing the ukrainian flag on their forehead Everyone was walking around with pins and stuff. Eh, not so much anymore. People have other things to be concerned about, like eh, paying their mortgage or buying food. So uh, the, the desire to uh, see Ukraine liberated uh, is, is, is sort of dying off. The only one that's still uh, very excited about it, apparently, is Mr. Robinette Biden and our beloved Senator Lindsey. The Gentleman Graham. Now, cluster bombs promised to Ukraine by El Presidente Jose Biden have arrived less than a week after they were first publicly flagged for delivery. The Pentagon said Thursday. Oh, by the by, did you see uh, Mike Pence just torpedo his entire political career? Yeah, that was interesting to watch. Uh, If uh, the American people and their suffering is not your concern, sir, uh, then you should not be desirous of uh, running the nation in which you reside. That's the only thing I need to say. I like Mike Pence as an individual. I think that it may have been a brain fart. I think he may have misspoken, but there has been uh, no uh, PR statement to the contrary. So as, uh, as long as that's his position, look, again, we are currently uh, 40 kilometers, if that. That's 25 miles from the Ukrainian border. The other day, I, I could have spat across the, Ukrainian, the Romanian-Ukrainian border. I was that close. I was right up to it, and I am still of the position that it's not our war and it's not our place and there's no good guys in this. All right, I understand. NATO wants it to, to go right up right up to Russia and be able to spit into Russia from Ukraine. The Russians don't want it. I think if we would have stayed out of it, they would have come to some sort of agreement. They would have come to some sort of truce. But because uh, Zelensky thinks that that there's an endless pot of weapons and money uh, that he can dip into at any moment, uh, he feels emboldened to say nyet. So that's, that's where we are. This is the play. And, and it's scary because it wouldn't take much to ratchet this thing up. I, I think what the Russians did with the wheat is, is another escalation. I think what we did with the cluster bombs was another escalation. So it's you know tit for tat. There, there's, there's no smart person in the room that says maybe, maybe we should cool this down a bit. Maybe we shouldn't try to, to poke people in the eye until they try to bite our finger off. Anyway, cluster bombs promised to Ukraine by President Joe Biden have arrived less than a week after they were first publicly flagged for delivery. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan revealed last Friday that the Biden administration will provide Ukraine with the controversial weapons which have long been opposed by humanitarian groups for their long-term effects on civilians. Not army, not navy, not spitznats, civilians. Now, the promise has become a reality. Biden justified his quote-unquote, I didn't do the air quotes today, See, my fingers were were sitting on a table because I don't want to make any noise. This thing's a little rickety. And for some reason, unexplained to me, every single piece of furniture in this hotel room has a big slab of glass on top of it. I don't know. It's a European thing. So I'm trying not to move too much because it'll make noise. So I didn't do the air quotes. There you go. Uh, Biden justified his very difficult decision to send the deadly weapons to Ukraine as the country is running out of ammunition and the United States is running low on the 155-millimeter artillery shells to resupply the Ukrainian forces. Now, I'm going to stop here and juxtapose this. The idea that we're running low on 155-millimeter artillery as well as a lot of other weapons and tell you what the Saudis are up to. Look, you you, you live in a world made up of many nations. I'm not going to go Kamala Harris. There's a big country and a little country, and the big country is bullying the little country. I'm not going to insult your intelligence by going the Kamala Harris route. But there are various, various interests from various groups And all of them are converging. I'll just leave it at that. The Saudis buy up combat drones with the largest defense and aviation contract in Turkish history. The Kingdom of Saudi Arabia signed two contracts with Turkey's Baykar Corporation on Tuesday to acquire combat drones, the latest in a series of big sales from Baykar, as the low-cost and outstanding performance of its weapons in Ukraine piqued the interest of governments around the world. Saudi Defense Minister Khalid bin Salman said Tuesday, the contracts with Baykar have the aim of an enhancing the readiness of the kingdom's armed forces and bolstering its defense and manufacturing capabilities. You have a lot of dubious nations buying all the weapons they can get their hands on. Now, as you all know, yours truly is not a conspiracy theorist, but I can dip my toe into it as readily as anyone else. Uh, If you could look into this brain-o-mine and see all the rabbit trails that I go down on a given day, uh, you you, you couldn't sleep at night. Uh, I'm assuming, uh, and there is a high probability of this, that a lot of the weapons that we sent to Ukraine are going to appear and show up in some very, very shady parts of the world. I'll just leave it at that. I think that a handful of people are getting very rich and they don't care who they sell to or who the weapons they sell will be used against. And it would be ironic And also very tragic. If the weapons that we sent freely to Ukraine were sold to other nations that would then be used against us. Just a thought. Not American prophetic because some things are too serious to joke about. But when, yeah I'm going to say when, not if. If. When you start seeing news articles all la American weapons used to attack soldiers in some place or another, and everyone doesn't know where those weapons came from. How did they get there? You'll know. All right? They're going to try to cover. They're going to do their best. It's not them. Believe me. Because I grew up here. I know the mindset of bureaucrats, and I know the mindset of politicians and I know what usury does to the heart of an individual in the long term we're a piggy bank to the higher ups in the Ukrainian government again there is a difference between the people of Ukraine and the governing body of Ukraine I feel sympathy and empathy for the people of Ukraine we're doing everything that we can to facilitate bread and food and clothing. Uh, We're sending money to churches over there, which we know are being used to feed hungry people and house people whose homes are just gone. But just because we're helping the people of Ukraine does not mean that I'll give the thumbs up to the government of Ukraine when they're not. Look, they're... We talked about this three, four, five months ago, was it? The moment that I turned sour on, on, on the entire Ukrainian thing as far as the government is concerned is when they were telling people that, that Russia just bombed Chernobyl again. I know people that died horrible deaths from cancers that they got from breathing the air from Chernobyl back in the day. People in their 30s and 40s that were healthy as horses that were in the dirt and sick. so for someone to use that as a wedge and a lever and a reason to go after russia when it wasn't true chernobyl's still there it's not leaking nobody bombed it and all of these stories that you heard in the american press that sounded too good to be true about, you know, the, the brave Ukrainian soldiers on the island saying,
1: нет nyet,
0: nyet, you go do what you must do. Apparently, the Russians went and took those people by boat off the island. Then they blew it up. All right, that's, that's another piece of news that I, I found out while here. Nobody uh, rectified the story. Nobody fixed it because it was just too good. I mean, come on, a handful of Ukrainians against the entire Russian war machine going, Yuck. yeah, but, you know, life's not a movie. I understand that most people think they're living in a movie. You look at, <laughs> you look at what's happening in the U.S. Congress and you're like, e- elected officials are showing pornography in real time. Granted, it's the president's son and his, uh, you know, extracurricular activities in between counseling his father, being the smartest man his father knows. However, it's still beneath the office, I would say. Is it true? Of course it is. It's him. But, as long as they are in power, everyone covers for everyone else. And there's still a handful of people that have the moral character to say, this is what's happening and it's wrong. The rest are just silent as church mice. They're condemning people for outing just worthless individuals like Hunter Biden. How does that happen? If you don't think we're, we're a banana republic already, I'm sorry to break your heart, but we are. And this is why I, I, haven't, even, I haven't even said anything about the 24 elections. The only thing that I've said, the only thing that you heard me say is that if they got one through the net in 2020, they know the play, they know how to do it, and I'm sure it will amaze you as much as it will amaze Mr. Robinette Biden, but he's likely to get 700 million in votes. I mean, you know, with the track record, would anyone be surprised? I know there's only supposed to be 320 million people in America, but that's your math. So there. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 700 million votes. Why not a billion even? He can be the global president of change, of building back better. And then you're going to have a pantsuit Barbie come out. Madame Clinton, and I'm sure that there was some backroom deal where like, hey, you know, if, if I weigh in and if I support you and if I give you the thumbs up, can you, can you make, uh, you know, the FBI leave me alone? And a small price to pay, indeed, for having one of the most courageous, powerful, and persistent women in the history of politics stand up and say, the only way that we can get back to the table and discuss unity is if the other side admits that the elections were free and fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. Sure enough, madam. But, yeah. Um, look, the guys that I like in the race right now have no shot of winning. Uh, And I... I this is the term like loosely, but but there's a couple younger guys that, that, you know, surprised me in in, uh, their eloquence and in explaining their positions. But the machine is the machine. And when you have both sides, both sides, Democrat and Republican, voting on things that will demonstrably harm the American people, the people that, elected them to office, the people that they're supposed to be representing, then don't tell me that 2024 is going to be a sea change. We're not becoming a banana republic. We are. And the sooner we admit it to ourselves, the sooner we would realize that banana republics only get worse. They don't get better. They just get worse. And if you have family and if you have children and if you have grandmothers that you're taking care of or parents or whatever, then you have to look at the situation from that point of view, from that vantage point. You're not looking at it hoping that your kids will have a better future than you did. You're looking at it from a point of survival. What do I need to do to ensure that I can feed my family? Uh, I posted uh, a short video of uh, the Sidet River. It's it's the river that, that runs by the village that I grew up in. And I explained that because my grandfather was a good fisherman, and, and not the fishing pole kind of fisherman, uh, but, but you know, net fisherman. He, he'd go out and my dad would swim across the river and, and they'd hold the net for, for an hour and they'd catch fish. Because basically it would be a net barrier and whatever fish was big enough to get caught in the net, that's what we ate. And and somebody left a comment and they said, uh, I hope it never gets so bad that I have to eat fish every day. Uh, and, And my comment to that is pray that you have a place to go fish where you could eat fish every day. Because ours was a good situation. Ours is what other people envied. We had something to eat. You don't understand. Look, it's hard to explain to people that you could have a pocket full of money, go to an empty store, and have absolutely nothing to buy. That, That doesn't process with some people. But this is what communism was. There were people dressed in white smocks and white robes behind the counter of the meat store and the cheese store. And every single glass case was empty. Nothing. They were at work. They'd smile. You got anything to sell? Nope. Have a good day. And then there were ration cards. The government would hand out ration cards and then you'd have to go and stand in line. I think this is one of the reasons my wife detests the idea of waiting in line for anything at any time. Cause we were sitting in our apartment and we were having a discussion with her mom and her mom goes, remember when we used to go out and used to be out five in the morning, my wife would stand in line starting at five in the morning with a bunch of other kids. Cause the parents would send their kids. And then when it was time, maybe noon, maybe later, for the bread card to come and you you hand in your coupon and they give you that loaf of bread. That's when the adults would come and uh, take the kids' place. So you were basically a place setting. uh, So nobody accused you of cutting in line, but she'd be out there at five in the morning, just waiting in line until afternoon. It didn't matter if it was summer or winter or spring or fall, because if you didn't go and stand in line early enough, They'd run out of bread. And all you'd be left with is your coupon. That thing that said, one loaf of bread. Couldn't eat it. Needed salt. So the idea that we had fish and that my grandma made fish head soup. I, who were we with? Oh, Keith Atwood. Uh, I don't know if Keith listens to the program, but if he does, I, I love Brother Keith. He's in Michigan. And uh, one of my grandfather's friends, back in the old Bible smuggling days, ended up uh, in Michigan somewhere. And uh, we went to his house for lunch. And he didn't make fish head soup, but he made lamb head soup. And one of the delicacies is, is to, to, to suck the eyeball of the lamb. That's if you had a place of honor at the dinner table. If you were a welcomed guest... You got the eyeballs. And uh, I, I remember Keith trying to ladle soup out of a big, big bowl, and, and he ladled the entire sheep head with his tongue lolling out, and he almost fell off his chair. But I get it. Look, I understand. I understand that in America, you've never had to consider something like this. But what you must understand in turn is that even today, there are people in the world, there are even people here in Romania, that would consider a bowl of fish head soup a blessing. I can't say that I'm not spoiled too. I haven't had fish in forever. I can't. I had so much fish the first nine years of my life that if anybody says to me in Wisconsin, let's go to a fish fry, I'd rather get a proctological exam just because I had so much fish as a kid. But being an adult and being aware how hard the times were, I'm also thankful that the fish was available. I'm thankful that it was there. Look, if, if the Russians manage to choke off the grain supply, if they manage to control not just the oil, but also the food, you're going to have a lot of hurting Europeans. People are going to learn to fish mighty quick. And it's not going to be a fishing pole and a worm. They're going to go back to the nets, kids. Look, we, we lived in a village. The people living in the city had it a lot worse. Because in the village, you could always barter. You had chickens. You, 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 you could trade eggs for milk. If you had a cow, you could trade milk for cheese. And so there, there, there were these, these microcosms, these microeconomies that that worked under the radar. But the people in the city, like, like my wife, 5 a.m., out, standing in line, we're going to get our bread. And don't forget, every Christmas you get one orange per person in your family. So don't say the system never did nothing for you. It's It's coming and i know that we don't want to acknowledge it and i know we don't want to talk about it but when nations like saudi arabia are building up their stockpiles and nations like the us are running out of munitions because we sent so much over to ukraine and what they did with it still a mystery it's it's reason for contemplation and concern that's all i'm going to say but let's get back to the russian response to our sending the cluster bombs look it, they're, they're nasty let's just let's just start there uh let's see is there let's let's read a little more because they're horrible they kill civilians a hundred nations said nope too violent, too bloody, too brutal, too medieval for us. But we, the moral arbiter of all that's good, said, "Eh, we'll send you a few. Test them out. See how they work. Biden justified his very difficult decision to send the deadly weapons to Ukraine as the country is running out of ammunition and the United States is running low on the 155mm artillery shells to resupply the Ukrainian forces. Therefore, Biden argued, the U.S. would provide cluster munitions for a transition period. Indeed. While claiming they will not be used in civilian areas, but merely to break through the entrenched positions of the Russian forces. How how can you guarantee that? You don't know what your name is half the time. You don't know if you've got a diaper on or not half the time. You're falling upstairs. But you can guarantee? You can guarantee that they won't be used in civilian areas. Cluster munitions are a category of bombs, missiles, and artillery projectiles that break apart in the air and blanket a large area the munitions often fail and can devastate civilians. And as an answer to our sending cluster bombs to Ukraine, Russian President Vladimir Putin said in an interview published Sunday that Russia has a sufficient stockpile of cluster munitions and warned that Russia reserves the right to take reciprocal action if Ukraine uses the controversial weapons. In his first comments on the delivery of cluster munitions to Ukraine from the U.S., Putin said that Russia has not used cluster bombs in its war in Ukraine so far. Until now, we have not done this. We have not used it. And we have not had such a need, he said. Although the use of cluster bombs by Both Russia and Ukraine has been widely documented, including by the Associated Press and International Humanitarian Organizations. Russia TV reporter Pavel Zerubin published excerpts from the interview to his Telegram channel Sunday ahead of a scheduled broadcast Sunday night. The Pentagon said Thursday that the cluster munitions provided by the United States had arrived in the Ukraine. And then they go through a more detailed description of what cluster munitions do and what their function is. So just so you understand why over 100 nations banned their use. The munitions, which are bombs that open in the air and release scores of smaller bomblets, are seen by the U.S. as a way to get Kiev critically needed ammunition to help bolster its offensive and push through Russian front lines. Propaganda. U.S. leaders debated the thorny issue for months before El Presidente Jose Biden made the final decision last week. Cluster bombs have long been criticized by humanitarian groups and some U.S. allies because those used in previous conflicts have a high dud rate, meaning that they often leave behind unexploded bomblets that can harm civilians long after a battle has ended. Proponents argue that Russia has already been using cluster munitions. I know. Lindsey Graham is all aflutter. And then five years from now, when this is behind them, some family goes for a picnic they park their lotta on the side of the forest. They lay out a blanket. And the little one sits a little too hard on the ground. And that'll be that. Look, we're we're crossing lines that we can't uncross. I'll just, I'll leave it at that. And when U.S. weaponry begins to show up in... Senegal and other third world nations that know nothing but bloodshed. And that is likely the best case scenario because they can also end up in places like Iran and Pakistan and other nations that aren't so loving towards these United States. They'll have an excuse already established. They'll have an excuse already set to go and the American people have been so propagandized that at this point they'll believe anything don't believe your lying eyes believe what we tell you so that's what's happening here and here by here I mean Europe uh Oddly enough, and we mentioned this before, the Germans are being very quiet. They're not casting aspersions or casting stones anymore because uh, they're they're seeing which way the wind is blowing. And right now with this latest move of choking off the grain supply and the grain exports, um, it's, it's escalated to a whole different level. And it's not just the Saudis that are buying all the weapons they can get their hands on. It's every other nation that sees the writing on the wall, that sees what we've been talking about for the longest time coming and coming quickly. Not a war of expansion or just out of boredom or because you're trying to distract from the fact that you torpedoed the greatest economy in the world. But a war over resources, a war over food, a war over water, things that are existential. And when that baby sparks off, that's a whole
1: new ball game.
0: Now, the latest thing is this uh, fire that was coincidentally uh, started at a military base and it has forced uh, thousands of people to evacuate. At some point, sooner or later, uh, the people that we say we don't have on the ground aiding and uh, Instructing Ukrainian forces, one of them is going to take a wrong turn somewhere, and you're going to see their face plastered on Russian television as having been uh, taken as a prisoner of war. And once that becomes a reality, uh, it will escalate quickly. I, I honestly, I, I, I don't want to talk about this anymore because every every time i look at it from every angle that i look at it uh unless one of the two parties backs down this this will lead to worse and worse and it will uh engulf the world and there's no there's no adult sitting at the table going work it out there's no adult going yeah uh look we, we, we can't deplete our supplies. We can't bankrupt our economy just to appease your desire for more weapons. I mean, if somebody sits down and does the math of how many weapons and how much artillery we've sent, it, 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 all of Russia should have been just a, a glass globe by now. Let me just say that not everything's as it seems. Uh, I'm being very judicious with the words that I use. Uh, but not everything is as it seems. And um, while we think we're playing the Ukrainians, uh, perhaps, just perhaps, some within the Ukrainian government are playing us. And I understand that Lindsey Graham uh, gets very excited around bearded men. However, he's a representative of the people of the United States. And the decisions these people make need to be in the best interest of the United States. And they haven't been. I don't care what, what political party you ascribe to. I don't care who you voted for in 2020. You cannot look at what is ha- happening in the world today, what we are sanctioning, sanctioning, what we are doing, and and objectively conclude that it's within the United States' best interest. I know what you're thinking. So that's, that's why we think in 2024 we're going to sweep. We're going to take it back. Yeah, well... Surprisingly, uh, it'll turn out that far more people are content and happy with the way things are than you thought. Not in reality, of course, but voting machines do what they're told to do. And we'll just leave it at that. I know. Look at you, big old conspiracy theorist. Now you're going to start talking to aliens. No! I just know a couple things about a couple things. If you understood the way the world works, you would understand the lengths to which some people will go to control it. And uh, since we're running out of time on this program, uh, I think uh, next week we're going to have a discussion on being cautious of men who bring gifts. I, I think that's a, that's a good place to start next week. And you're thinking to yourself, we can't wait that long. I don't know. If Gino is feeling magnanimous, he may put both programs up on Rumble, but that's up to him. So, uh, you know, tell him happy birthday because it was his birthday, what, six days ago? And send yep. him a Snickers bar if he's not diabetic. Maybe, just maybe, you can get him to put the next program up when or after he puts this one up until then uh gentle people thank you for listening thank you for your kind words thank you for your prayers thank you for your support etc um we'll be home soon and then uh we'll have american issues to deal with until then gino if
1: you got anything to say it's yours thank you mike i would urge everyone again go to -to handyhelp.com And for sure, get the word out, the warnings. Uh, Stand up in your community for the things of the Lord. Um, Continue to blow a trumpet. Ezekiel 33, be a watchman. Um, Mike's right. The Congress has turned into an absolute crazy show of people that are just literally, I, I, I would say, an embarrassment to the world. A president that hardly can articulate, as Mike said, two sentences. And you know what? They got a leader. They stole the election and they got a, a leader, but a leader that doesn't know God. I can't believe the Catholic Church. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, you know, to, to say it mildly, excommunication would have been a mild form of discipline for Biden in any church, That, but... As far as being a Catholic, there's no one bold enough probably in their leadership to excommunicate the child killer that he is and the guy that lights up the White House with the gay pride colors. And that's America, the weather, the weather all around the country. Yesterday in Rice Lake, Wisconsin, they had baseball-sized hail in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. Throughout the country, the weather just shows you that God is starting to judge in a greater level, as Dimitri's dream was. I will try to wake her up with storms, and drought, and all these things, tornadoes, etc., hurricanes. But she won't wake up, and that's the tragedy that our country is so far away from where it was even 50, 60 years ago. Now, how far away? How far away? Are, how are we from the days of George Washington? How far are we from walking or, or centered on the things of the faith according to our 13 colonies and their charters? That's how far America has fallen. That's why it says Babylon has fallen and become a home of every evil spirit and uncaged bird. And that's why God's going to judge and punish this country. You could be patriotic, but you have to be realistic and realize judgment's at the door of our country. Thank you so much so, so thank you so much for listening to the Light of Truth radio broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at com. If you have questions about our ministry, You can email us at handofhelpoffice at AOL.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.